You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We're your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. Let me guess, you clicked on this episode right now because you feel like you're drowning. <laughs> uh, I'm picturing that scene from Taylor Swift's Cardigan music video. Any fellow Swifties out there? My hand is raised. Uh, where she's drowning in the middle of that stormy sea raging around her and she's just trying to keep her head above water. I think she's like going toward a piano, but that's, well, I digress. That's not important right now. Uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this episode, I'm going to guess that's how you feel right about now. You're in the thick of it. You're way overwhelmed. Your to-do list is quite literally a mile long with no end in sight. Everyone needs your attention right now. And you wish you could be in four places at once. Did I get that accurate? Yeah? Cool. (laughs) We feel you. We've been you. We are you. I think at one point or another, every entrepreneur feels the weight of busy season. Just having, honestly, too much on your plate and not enough time to accomplish everything, right? So today's episode, we're shooting it to you straight and just tossing three life vests your way to help you stay afloat in the midst of busy season, in the midst of drowning. I'm going along with that Taylor Swift analogy, guys. Uh, (laughs) You're overwhelmed. Basically, you need to solve it, and we're here to help you do just that. So without further ado, listen on, friend. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. All right, hello, friend. Welcome to today's show. I'm really excited for this conversation. I feel like this is going to be super fun. And I think it's well-timed yes. as we're in the middle of busy season. And I know many a people, many a people uh, are drowning, like I yes. said in the intro. Yes. <laughs> You're really loving that analogy today. I like it. <laughs> okay. But Taylor Swift dropped a freaking album literally with no announcement this summer. I have to. It's so exciting. The excitement has not worn off. As a, as a non-Swifty, I just, sure. I support your enthusiasm. (laughs) Anyways, today we're going to be talking about drowning. I'm just kidding. We're going to be talking about drowning in the midst of busy season. And you're probably feeling like that right now. You're probably in the heat of it, the midst of it. You are just feeling like there is no way in your lifetime that you will ever feel caught up again. Sleep, it feels like a thing of the past. You just can't even imagine how you're going to get out of this hole because you just feel so overwhelmed and so buried in the midst of work. So we wanted to chat about that, give you some of our top tools and tips, strategies, help for navigating busy season, because we have been exactly where you are. And we have a lot of experience with feeling beyond overwhelmed with work. (laughs) So Lindsay, you have like examples of life stories and seasons. (laughs) Well, and I want to start off by saying, I think this is common, especially as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. who loves their job, yeah. right? If you are just on fire for your job, you want to do more of it. And I know for me personally, I started as a photographer and that's how I got into entrepreneurship. And that, I loved it. I mean, I still love it. It's it's so, it's just, you know, a way to use creative. I don't have to explain why I love photography. That's whatever. <laughs> anyway. 
But I loved it. And I got to the point where I was growing in what you could call success, I guess. I was getting more booked. And I think my like wake up call came in the year of 20. Wait, I almost said 2020. Not today. Not now. <laughs> 20. What is what am I trying to say? 2018. Ugh, words are hard, man. You got Anyways, this. I believe in you. 2018. 2018. I remember uh, a specific example. I mean, it was kind of that whole year, honestly, but I think it was April of 2018. We were planning that first heart workshop in Malibu. And I just remember because I, I did this all. And then I look back and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, I think I flew from Hawaii to Texas for a wedding and a shoot. And then I flew back to Hawaii and I had one individual day like on island before I had to fly back to the mainland to go to LA to the Malibu workshop. And I remember on that one specific day, I flew to Maui to do a session. And it just like, there's more examples from that year, obviously, but I think that's just like a clear one in my picture, in my mind of just how insane that season felt was like, there was no breaks. There was no stopping. It was go, go, go. And I know you have very similar stories, probably from that same year. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, 2018, 2019 were like, I feel two years of nonstop busy season for me. Like it did not stop. And I know you were very, very similar of like, there was almost no off season at all, especially being in like the destination wedding photography space. Like there was no like slow winter season because people still elope and get married like everywhere during those seasons. So there were seasons, Lindsay and I were chatting about this when we were talking about the episode when I was literally on the road for like two to three months at a time going from like, I would fly one day to Northern California, shoot uh, a wedding on Saturday, have a mentor session on Sunday, shoot a session on Monday, and then fly out Monday evening to LA to do basically the same thing, like one or two sessions per day, like a sunrise session and a sunset session. And then I would fly out to Hawaii and I would have like a week where I would have eight sessions in a week. And it was like insane. And then I would fly back to Washington. So the West coast and then go down to LA again. And then I would fly all the way out to like, I mean, it was the most insane season of my life. And in the midst of that, I mean, it was calling and editing on the plane and it was, you know, late drives once I got to the airport and the rental car to get to my Airbnb and then backing up all my images the minute I'd get to my Airbnb at like two in the morning. Like it was crazy. (laughs) It was crazy. And I, we're not, I want to make sure also in this episode that we're not glorifying busy and we're not glorifying like working yourself too hard and not taking breaks. We'll we'll talk about that a lot in this episode. But I do also want to say, I think there is a season of life and a season of business when you do have to hustle. And Uh Lindsay and I have talked about this before. I think there's a glorification of hustle. I also think there's a like a demonization of hustle. Like there's two camps almost of the word like hustle or the concept of hustle. One that like worships it and one that like demonizes it and hates it. And I kind of stand more in like the middle ground of, I think that season, like that year or two of hustle for me, and I know Lindsay, your story is very, very similar. That season of hustle was so necessary for growth. That was the season I was in. That was the season that like I was able to give that much energy and time to my career without sacrificing like any relationships or anything like that, Uh, you know, severely. Like I wasn't dating anyone. I wasn't, you know, all that stuff. 
Well, you, phys- you physically were not able to date anyone. I remember that's, that's not true. for men lack of trying. <laughs> well, that's also like, that's kind of why I also try to clarify, like, uh, I didn't, I made a lot of sacrifices in that season to be able to hustle that way, but right, it wasn't, right. it wasn't like a negative, like unhealthy. I was like leaving my husband and kids at home in that right. season, like to do something like that. But anyways, I just want to clarify, I think seasons of hustle are necessary for growth as an entrepreneur. They're necessary for business. They're necessary. But also you have to handle them well and they have Mm -hmm. to be limited and followed up like sandwiched between seasons of rest and recovery. And so that's, I just want to also clarify that even as we're sharing a bit of our stories in those seasons of like busy and overwhelmed and go, 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 that we're not trying to glorify it, but also we're not shying away from busy seasons and hustle because that is a part of being your own boss, running your own business, being an entrepreneur. And I don't think it's not inherently wrong as long as you have have it somewhat in balance. So Right, which is what we're going to hopefully give you the life vest today uh, in our episode of, of giving you those life vests to help you when you're in the middle of trying to barely survive a busy season and in the middle of what feels like hustle to prioritize your health, prioritize your sanity, and actually make sure no balls are getting dropped, which I think when we do put ourselves in those seasons of hustle, whether it's intentional or whether it's not, I think usually it's not. It just happens, quote unquote. Um, I think we we often get into a space where balls can be dropped easily because we're overwhelmed, we're overworked, we're running 500 miles per second. And uh, there's just a lot going on. So we wanted to give you some tangible takeaways today to help whether you're in the middle of busy season right now, or you're listening to this in the future, and it's not busy season, but you want to prepare yourself for when the time comes. So uh, we have three kind of takeaways today uh, that we're going to break down. Um, Evie, do you want to dive into the first one? Heck yes. I uh, have very, very strong opinions on this one. So I will happily jump in with my strong opinions (laughs) on this one. The number one thing that I think you have to harness, utilize, take advantage of, prioritize in a busy season is, and this is going to feel so oxymoronic and counterintuitive. It's probably going to drive you crazy that I'm saying this first, but please bear with me. The first thing is take breaks and prioritize rest. And I know you might be sitting there and be like, okay, Evie, what the heck? Shut up. This is not helpful. I have 300 tasks on my plate that are due today. There is way too much going on. I could physically work sunup to sundown and the work would still never stop. I would barely make a dent in my to-do list. Like, don't talk to me about rest. No, honey, this is when I'm gonna talk to you about rest. This is when you need to hear... (laughs) me talk about rest because when you have that overwhelming task list and that overwhelming amount of work, that is when you have to make sure that you are taking time to recharge and reset because otherwise you are not getting as much done. As much as it may feel like you're working more, you're not getting it done and you're not doing the work as well. So make sure during busy seasons and, and rest and breaks probably look different in busy season. I know they do for me. That It does not look like, you know, weeks off or full weekends off or anything like that. I know breaks and rest during busy seasons might look a little bit different, but make sure you are having at least one day off per week, if at all possible, 
and get enough sleep. Like that's, I have so much to say on that, but Lindsay, do you want to like pop in on this one too? Well, I think it feels counterintuitive because of what you just said of like, I have more than I could even fit in one day without breaking. Don't talk to me about breaking, right? Like that's the natural tendency. But I think the thing that you have to remember is that the more rest you get, the more work you're actually able to do. Like when I see people glorifying not resting, like staying up till 2 a.m. to finish a client like thing or a project or whatever, or like hustle, hustle, hustle. And they're glorifying it in the sense of like, I'm just getting it done. Like Mm -hmm. you're not actually getting it done. You're burning yourself to the ground or running yourself dry. Those analogies didn't make sense. Whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. I I got you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you're just, you're doing that at the expense of your work. If you actually gave yourself one day, like on Sunday or Saturday or whatever day you want, you're the entrepreneur, you can do whatever you want. But one day, and if you can't do one day, try evenings, like try something where you can fit in rest. Because if you give your body, if you give your brain that rest, you're going to be able to come back on all of the millions and millions of tasks that you are drowning in right now. You're going to be able to come back at those actually prepared and more mentally capable of tackling them and actually handling them efficiently and productively. Yeah. And I know I've talked about this before on the podcast and on my Instagram and my social media. So if you've heard this before, you're just going to get a reminder. And if you haven't, brace yourself. So there's a lot of of psychological studies that talk about our focus and our ability as the, the human brain to lock in on a task and not get distracted. And we talk about multitasking and, and focusing and all that stuff. The reality is every time you you switch tasks and your brain like checks on an email or opens Instagram or anything like that, it takes your brain 20 minutes to refocus on another task. So when you're sitting there thinking, I'm, I need to work, I have to hustle, I can't stop working, your brain only has capacity for about an hour to an hour and a half max to really focus on one task at a time before it, it begins to basically short circuit and it's not able to really lock in. So when you sit there thinking you're working for about seven hours straight, you're not. Like you are sitting there jumping between tasks. Your brain is taking 20 minutes to try to refocus in on this new task. You're trying to like stay focused at three in the morning because you think you're getting more done, but you're not. And there's so much that I could I could say on this topic of like, stay focused, get rest. It'll You'll come back more refreshed. You'll be able to lock in and actually work for an hour and a half straight. I promise you you will accomplish more in an hour and a half when you've had breaks and been able to reset than you can accomplish in like six hours when you don't. I'm That's not an exaggeration. That's an example from my personal life of I can get more done now in about an hour to an hour and a half when I have the proper amount of rests and breaks and everything and a good night's sleep than I used to get when I would work for six to eight hours in an entire day because I my brain has the capacity to focus in and actually get better work done faster. So I just, as you were saying that, I have a really great example from yesterday. And so this just goes to show that we're not coming at you from this high and mighty pedestal of, we have accomplished it. Uh, I don't, we have arrived. arrived. (laughs) We've arrived. Yeah, no, not at all. Literally, as Evie was talking, I was like, oh shoot, this was me yesterday. Yesterday, (laughs) I was updating my pricing guide, but I have an intern. So I was actually having her do it, but I was basically restructuring my prices because we're moving. That's a whole other thing. But I was restructuring them and 
I needed to figure that out, like look at my prices, do the math and like figure out how I'm restructuring them. But I was also giving her notes and I was keeping my phone right beside me. And so she was, which I mean, I need to give her approval. That's accurate. But I realized it took me literally probably, I I kid you not, five or six hours, like almost all day to restructure my price. That should not take that long. It should take an hour max, max. Like, yeah do the math, like, like, but it literally just because I was like, not working deep work, I was just lackadaisically doing it while also checking my phone when she would like, update me like, hey, how do you like this page? Do you like this? What tweaks? And so I was constantly back, like going back and forth from doing the task that could have been a deep work task that would have taken less than an hour or an hour max throughout the entire day, because I was bouncing back and forth from giving her notes and like being like, yes, that change that. No, I like that font. And like, so I, I'm just, as you were saying that, I'm like, wow, I should take my own advice. <laughs> You're like, wow, I know this. I need to remember this. Also, fun fact, every time I do something, freaking Andrew, my husband, he literally, whenever I say something or do something, he's like, you know, I listened to this podcast the other day and they, like, for example, <laughs> for literally, I think about the KT or my intern example about the pricing guide yesterday, he literally was like, you know, I was listening to this podcast yesterday and they talked about this book, Deep Work. And I'm pretty sure he was talking about your Q&A episode that you like. <laughs> That's amazing. He literally, uh, he does do that. I remember that when I was visiting there last time, he like brought something up and you and I were talking. He was like, I listened to this podcast and they were talking about X, Y, and Z. And I was like, did not realize what he was talking about our podcast. And I was like, oh, that sounds so good. What podcast was that? And he He's was like, like yeah, these two girls. And then as he started talking, I was like, get out of here. <laughs> I was like fully engaged. Like, whoa, yeah, that sounds great. And he was, it was like our show from like the week before. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's true. We need to like often, you know, take our own medicine. So anyways, number one, the bottom <laughs> line is when you're in the middle of busy season, honestly, genuinely, I swear to God, this is a life changer as an entrepreneur. Please please prioritize rest, get a full night's sleep as much as possible. Please don't work late into the night and then get up early in the morning. I know it feels like you're accomplishing something, but you're really not. You're you're not getting as much work done and not doing it as well. So take breaks, prioritize rest. I promise you, not only will you get more done and you'll get it done faster, but you'll be able to feel better throughout the entire process. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you create so much content you often feel stuck? Uh-huh. Between blog posts, Instagram captions, free recreation, email campaigns, there is so much writing, right? Freaking yes. I've definitely been there and I know how frustrating it can be to feel like you have nothing to talk about. So if you're consistently staring at a blank screen and blinking cursor, we wanted to give you an entirely free guide we just created for you. Guys, our content creation guide is pages of content ideas that you can use to write meaningful captions, blog posts, and more that connect with your ideal audience and create that value and trust that's so vital in order to sell successfully. You can use our ideas directly. There are dozens of them that you can immediately pull from, or you can use them to trigger new ideas for your content creation process. This freebie is so jam-packed that Lindsay and I even go back and reference it when we feel stuck. It that good, fam. If you're sick of not posting or creating any content because your brain feels empty every time you step up to the plate, 
Um, the keyboard, then we got you. Bye-bye writer's block. Hello, value-filled content. Go to www.theheartuniversity.com slash content or click the link in the show notes. Now go kick some butt and create some content. Hey, Heart fam. We had to interrupt this episode real quick to share with you something that's revolutionized our workflow. Everyone always asks Evie and I what the number one investment is that we've made in our businesses. Without a doubt, the best investment we've ever made to get our life and time back is HoneyBook, a client relations management software. We both use HoneyBook every single day and legit could not live without it. It's an all-in-one project management tool that's designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. I honestly don't know what I would do without HoneyBook. It streamlines everything. Email conversations, client workflow, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. HoneyBook literally coordinates everything for my business. They thought of everything that a creative entrepreneur could need and combined it all in one place. From templates, brand customization, an app so that you can send invoices while you're on the go, all the way to the little ka sound your phone makes every time you get paid, aka my favorite part. <laughs> HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline an excellent client experience from your fingertips so you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can finally get back to living your life instead. Guys, we know you're going to love HoneyBook just as much as we do. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer just for our podcast listeners. 50% off your first year of HoneyBook. Guys, that's a $200 value. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart. Or you can check out the link in our show notes. Mm, amen to that. <laughs> All right. Moving on to number two. This one might be my favorite. Uh, I know the number one might be Evie's favorite. This one's my favorite. <laughs> Automate everything you possibly can because... When you're in the middle of busy season and you do not have systems in place, you don't have workflows in place, you don't have any sort of automations in place, everything relies on you, which just adds to the multitude of tasks that's on your list. If you can try to combine tasks, automate them, we are in the age of the internet, automation is possible. If you can try to do as much as you can to work smarter and not harder, it's going to make it more manageable, which is going to ease your plate. It's going to make busy seasons feel not so chaotic and not so like you're drowning. So automate everything. Some like examples that we wanted to kind of talk to you about are email templates. So who here? I just want you to raise your hand if you're running, listening to this, if you're in your car, don't crash, but just raise your hand uh, if you like come up with a genuine response to every single email inquiry that you get. Raise your hand if you type out a physical response from beginning to end every single time. If your hand is raised, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you need you need an email template. And I know when people say email templates, it's like, well, I want to sound personal and genuine. I don't want people to think that I, I don't care about them. You can care about someone and still use an email template. All an email template is doing is basically compiling the information that you genuinely probably type up in maybe a few different words every single time that you respond to a client, but it's just putting it all in one space so that you can literally be like, boom, done, customize some sentences, obviously, like respond if they asked a question or respond to something specific that they said like make it genuine and also make your template not sound like a template, like sound like a freaking human being, but that's another topic for another day. Um, <laughs> but it will save so much time if you have something to go off of 
every single time. And I don't even mean a template just for when people inquire. I mean a template for following up. Mm-hmm. I mean a template for like delivering the product or delivering your gallery or yep. uh, if you're a product shop, like a abandoned cart template. Like yep. think about every email that you're always constantly writing. You need a template for every single thing because it saves so much freaking time. And the reality is... I know before I created email templates because I was so opposed to it because I was like, no, I want all my emails to feel personal and they need to be like personally written by me. Well, the reality is most likely you're writing your email templates anyway, so it is personal. Secondly, as I went through when I finally was writing my email templates, I realized my emails were almost all a variation, slight variation of the exact same wording, phrasing, like structure. I was just basically, I was being an idiot by doing that work every time I would have to like send the same email and I was writing it from scratch and I lined them all up. They were all basically identical anyways. I was just writing them from scratch every time because I was an idiot. So Keep in mind, even email templates, having that structure, it's just a structure of what you would be writing anyways from scratch. You're just writing it and then you customize it and tweak it for each client. And it takes you about two minutes versus 20 minutes to write something that you write every single time. So just wanted to throw that out there on email templates. They're, They're not these like robotic form emails that a lot of people fear they are. They're what you would actually write and what you are currently writing from scratch every time. (laughs) Something else that I think you can automate is workflow. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is I'm a big nerd about client communication, kind of similar to how Evie's a nerd about like task management and like, (laughs) like productivity. I'm a nerd about giving your freaking clients an excellent freaking service. Mm -hmm. Like if you are not going above and beyond, I will step off my soapbox because that's for another episode. But (laughs) what I mean by workflow automation is making sure that when you're in the midst of busy season, those balls are not dropping. And so I'm going to use my example as a wedding photographer. You can apply this to whatever business or industry you're in. But when I say workflow automation, that means I use HoneyBook, which I know we have, we talk about HoneyBook a lot and we talk about HoneyBook probably in this episode as well. Um, (laughs) I know it's probably in there, but uh, it's incredible. And in it, you can automate workflow tasks. So what that means is like, you can create a workflow and attach it to a project. So say when a client books me for a session, I then attach my session workflow to that uh, client. And basically it automates and updates me and sends me a, like a notification whenever it's time. Or sometimes you can genuinely automate it to just send out on a certain date, like send out this email three months before their session or send out this email blank or notify me because I need this email to be sent out, but it can't, it has to be customized. So it would require me, but it's still some form of automation where I'm setting that up because I want that same format for every single client. For a wedding client, I want that same format of like sending an email out at six months, at three months, at one month, example like that. Um, And so I don't want to have to physically remember that when I have a bunch of clients, like I'm not gonna remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also don't wanna just write it randomly in my calendar. Like we are in the internet age, like I said, for a reason, use it, use the beauty of the internet for what it is and work smarter, not harder. Like set up those automations so that none of your balls are dropping and you're getting those emails sent out. And it doesn't have to be emails. It could be like a task, like sending a gift or something like that. But it just helps you to automate those versus like 
randomly trying to remember them all the time. Like that is impossible. Mm-hmm. We, our human brains will not do that. <laughs> yeah, we have a, a a lot to say on workflows, especially workflows within HoneyBook because we genuinely love HoneyBook so much. Yeah. But amen, that is one thing that you can automate that is a game changer. A couple of other things. If you do not have branded quality high-end guides in your business, especially if you are a service-based business uh, of, you know, whether that's a graphic designer or a photographer or a wedding planner or a coordinator or, or anything. If you have some sort of service and you do not have outfit guide, pricing guide, experience guide, whatever you want to talk about, you need to change that now because you are probably, first of all, not serving your client very well because Lindsay and I could have a whole conversation about that and how (laughs) vital that is to client communication and client experience. But secondly, you're probably answering all of the same questions by having a million back and forth emails for your client planning their outfits for their session, for your potential client inquiring about your graphic design services. Now, what does that include? What comes with it? Could I have this a la carte? Could I do, you know, whatever. If you're able to create this powerful, beautifully branded guide that walks your clients through step-by-step any question they may have, detailing the experience, detailing, you know, everything that you're going to offer, all the questions that they're needing, the, the solutions to their problems, all of that, you're avoiding so much confusion and extra work on your part and on your clients. So I have a lot to say when it comes to guides, whether that's outfit pricing, wedding, you know, service guide, experience guide. Lindsay and I uh, are kind of smirking at each other right now because we have a lot to say on this, but (laughs) I'll just leave that there for now unless Lindsay has something to add. The only other thing I can think about automating is, and I know we've talked about this on the podcast, so I'm not going to harp on it very much, is batch working. Yeah. Um, Which, again, we've talked about it so many times, but that is almost a form of automating things because you're tackling like a month's work or a week's worth of some a specific task all at once. And so you're yeah. getting it done and you're working ahead of time. Therefore, you're filling out, like you're allowing your calendar space to breathe because you've already accomplished that ahead in advance. Yes. So I wanted to tag that on to the automate section because it it is absolutely relevant. And we have a specific episode that didn't come out too long ago. Uh, it's episode 78 on batching. And then we also have one that kind of touches on batch working and productivity as a whole. It's episode number 22. So that was kind of back a little bit further. But go yeah. check out both of those episodes if you have not already, um, because those go a little bit way more in depth into batch working and just productivity as a whole. Yes. Also, I just want to say, if you need quality email templates to get you started on all those, you know, repetitive emails that you can serve your client and customer with well. If you need guides that are quality, branded, professional, that serve the heck out of your clients, that give you an incredible framework for you to start giving the client experience that you need to be given to your clients with beautiful, branded, quality design in the background, 
that are very, very easy to customize because we're in busy season and things, time is money. Yes. (laughs) And that Lindsay and I have gone in and given you prompts on what you need to say and how to say it and how to serve them so you can write it all in your own branded voice, everything. You should go check out the Heart University shop uh, and... uh, go get to all the tools you need to actually go kick butt. So yeah, we'll keep that link in the show notes. <laughs> yes. All right. So number three is going to be calendar blocking. So just because it's an open date in your calendar does not mean that you're actually available on that day. So we're going to oh, talk a little it bit. Say it again. <laughs> say it again. Lindsay, you want to start us off on this one? I have so many thoughts about this topic because I did this for so long. This is this this one, this number three is the entire reason that I was busy all of 2018. Same. Like literally this is why. Because yeah. what would happen was when I would get an inquiry, and I I can guarantee you listening to this, you probably do this too, because we all probably do it, unless we're just like like so far above everyone else and we're already smarter. Uh, if that's, we were not, if that's so. you, kudos, congrats, claps for right. you, but that was not us. <laughs> so what I would do is when I would get an inquiry, I would look at my calendar. If I did not already have an inquiry on that date, I'd be like, cool, I'm free. Doesn't matter if it was a holiday. Doesn't matter if if it was my husband's birthday. No, just kidding. But like, um, there, there were some exceptions to that, but but very few. For the most part, it was like, few. oh yeah, well, I'm available. <laughs> And it didn't matter if I had four other sessions that week as a photographer, I'm talking. Um, like if I, if it was free that day, I'd be like, yes, I'm free. And so what that looks like when you're actually living it out is the story that I told in the beginning of like going to Texas and then coming to Hawaii and then flying to Maui and then flying back to Oahu and then flying to LA. Like that's what that practically looks like lived out. And so we wanted to put this point as kind of the last, just like, power punch to be like, just because it's open doesn't mean you're available. (laughs) Say it again. (laughs) Yes. I think it's so important too, that you have to, you have to block out, which is, you know, calendar blocking. We'll kind of dive into this practically and what it looks like now. You have to block out days and times on your calendar for other work, other than what you would consider like active out in the field days that is other work needs to get done. So a few examples for you, like as a photographer, obviously there's work that goes into editing or working on your website, you know, batch working or working on blogging, Instagram, whatever. If you are a podcaster working on your email list or your marketing or, you know, some graphic design stuff in the background or whatever, other than just recording podcasts, if you are an author having days other than just writing for meetings, for social media, for your email list, for your marketing plan, things like that. If you're a product-based business, instead of just handling customer service day in, day out, you need to have days blocked out where you can create or design or source new products, have your team meetings, you know, expand your team, expand your ambassador program, whatever that looks like. There needs to be more work done than what is immediately in front of us in our business, in our field of vision that, you know, we would consider like active out in the field days that so many of us are like, well, I'm an author. Therefore, my job is 24-7 to write. That's not necessarily true. And if you're a photographer, you're like, well, I need to just be shooting 24-7. It's like, no, you have a lot of other work. Just because you don't have a shoot or a session on Friday doesn't mean that you're not going to be swamped with work on Friday. 
that doesn't mean you're available for another booking on that day. So prioritize days for that other work where you can actually get it done. And don't forget also circling back to prioritize rest in those calendar days as well and actually block that out on your calendar physically. Yeah. Um, Something practical that you can do is when you get a booking, so what if you're a service-based industry provider, if you get a booking, think about the tasks that you're going to have to do that revolve that booking that might fall before or after that physical day. So for example, as a photographer, if I booked a wedding, okay, am I truly available the day before or should that be a rest day for a 12-hour wedding the next day, prepping my gear, prepping my mind, laying on the couch to rest? Like, am I really available that day? Like, think about that. Same with after. So before and after a day that you book, think about how many days you need to block off, especially if you're traveling for that booking or anything like that. How many days, like after a wedding, I know for me, I'm dead to the world. Goodbye. Like (laughs) wedding hangovers, non-alcoholic photographer wedding hangovers are real. (laughs) They are. But in 2018, I would have booked a session or arguably another wedding. I have done uh, double headers and don't recommend that. Do not not, recommend recommend. (laughs) And again, if you have two ideal clients that are incredible and you just like, I've been there. I get it. I understand why you would do it. Again, I also say from experience, don't recommend. Yeah. I think <laughs> um, let let those moments be exceptions. Let those busy yes. weeks or, you know, those back-to-back sessions, those back-to-back weddings, the back-to-back bookings, whatever. Let that be an exception rather than your way of life. So, yes, for sure, for sure. But just like I said, practically before and after anything that you book or anything that goes in your calendar, like literally, and sometimes you have to actually do this, like block off in your calendar. We use Google Calendar because it's incredible for this purpose, but block off time where you you say like no events or no bookings or no whatever, because if it's not there, chances are you probably will fill it <laughs> with yep. something. Yeah. And you just have to look back also. I think I wish I'd done this a lot. And I've talked to a lot of uh, photographers in the past like week or two who are in the middle of busy season right now. And they're like, I have 40 sessions and weddings on my editing queue right now. And I'm so overwhelmed. That's something you can look back on and realize, okay, I may have overbooked myself, you know, before listening to this episode for, you know, the month of October, November, you know, Christmas mini sessions in December. I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas. You may have already have a bunch of stuff and realize, okay, I have weddings every weekend, September and October. So then, you know, end of October during the week, I'm going to make sure I don't book any sessions so that I can make sure to get caught up on editing from September and October. Like things like that. Block those out. Look at your calendar strategically. See what's coming up, what's leading up to busy season and how to navigate that prioritizing not just those, you know, active out in the field, like what naturally we think of when we think of our job, those days when you can actually stay on top of everything else in your business and in your life. Mm, so good. I'm going to do a real quick recap. recap. <laughs> wow, interesting. <laughs> I'm going to do a recap. Um, we gave you three life vests today. I'm still going on with that analogy, friends. Hold on tight. Oh, that was good. That even applied. Oh, that was good. Okay. (laughs) Life vest number one to stay afloat during busy season. Take breaks and prioritize rest. Literally give your body and mental capacity, your brain, that rest it needs to even be more productive when you have a million things on your to-do list. Life vest number two, automate everything 
possible. Literally, I can't ham this home and ham, ham, hammer this home enough. There we go. Email templates, guides, automations, do it all so that you can work smarter, not harder. You can simplify your task list. Lisk? What the hell? List. So you're thriving today. (laughs) I am very, I am thriving. I only had a little bit of coffee, so that's probably why. Anyways, just automate everything so that you can thrive. Point blank. Done. And life best number three, block out your calendar because just because it's open doesn't mean you're free. I want to make that a jingle. Like, just because you're open doesn't mean... Okay, I'll stop. That was bad. (laughs) You tried though. I feel like you're getting a lot of A's for effort today. I really want that to be a jingle. Just because it's open doesn't mean you're free. Oh, oh, okay. So if somebody's listening to this and wants to make that into a jingle and voice message it slash video message it to Lindsay and I on Instagram, we will happily accept and thoroughly enjoy. (laughs) Please, please do. (laughs) We should have like a contest of people having to like turn that into a jingle. Best best one wins. (laughs) Yes, great. (laughs) I love it. All right. So that's the recap. Take breaks, automate everything, and block your calendar not to overbook yourself. So hopefully this episode is helpful for you in the midst of busy season or prepping for busy season, whatever that looks like for you. Uh, If you want to be a part of an incredible online community of other entrepreneurs who are also hustling, kicking butt, chasing down dreams, a accomplishing goals, all the good stuff, make sure to join the Heart and Hustle Facebook group. It is popping over there. So the link to that will be in the show notes of the show. And come join us over on Instagram. The three accounts that you can follow are Lindsay at Mrs. Lindsay Roman, The Heart University, our education company, the home for this podcast at The Heart University, and me, myself, and I over at at Evie Rupp. And we love hearing from you. We love seeing what you're enjoying on the podcast. If you screenshot and share this, tag us. We love seeing stuff like that. And give us feedback in the, the Facebook group also of what else you want to be hearing on the show. We love hearing from you, making sure we're serving you with what you want to be hearing. Oh, yes. I love that. If you have any ideas for future episodes or just any concepts that you want us to talk about on the show or like, I don't know, fun Q&As, like, we're always open to ideas from you guys and yes. we love hearing and just, re- I mean, we do this podcast for you. So we want to customize it and make it as good as possible and as, as much as what you want as possible as well. So yes, we love you. <laughs> Go kick butt this week. I know it's a busy season. You're going to get through it. We're right there with you. Throwing you a life breath. <laughs> All right. We will see you on the next show. We are cheering you on and we will talk to you later.